My guest for episode 183 of Empty Opinions is a self-proclaimed only left-wing rapper that doesn't scare the hoes, Guys Guevara. I have him on the show this week to talk about his latest album, There Will Be No More Super Slave. We talk about how his album has been received so far, and more specifically, complaints he's been getting about mixing. If you look at hip-hop historically, and probably music historically, a lot of the greatest albums of all time don't really have a great mix. Mm. I mean, it's great to have a good mix and all, but to make it your do or die for whether a song is good or not, it's kind of elitist. Revealing a more vulnerable side of himself in tracks like Sir Douglas Mawson. Somebody said that they teared up to like that entire run from Douglas Mawson to shirt. They said that part when that drums come back in, like that yeah. whole part like speaks to them. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's fucking fire. The wrong perception of him as an internet leftist or meme rapper. And they sit yeah. here and they say like, oh, you're an internet leftist, meme rapper, you know, yeah. shit like that. And it's just like, Free Maris, my cousin, he's on trial. Grandfather yeah. that just passed, he's on the interlude. Douglas Mawson talking about my childhood and you know, shit like that. And it's just like, there's no way you can call me a fucking internet nigga. And I'm talking real life shit on this yeah. album like that and much much more make sure you buy or stream his album on bandcamp spotify or apple music and without further ado let's start the show you are now witnessing greatness racist fraternity it's like that's what being a cop would be so basically most fraternities yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> are there any black fraternities yeah in the hbcus yeah right they're the, they're the stepping ass niggas how do you feel about that because i'll be I honest think it's cool i think any time that black people organize is cool I oh think yeah they can be a little elitist right you ever you remember that tweet where somebody was like stepping like a kappa or some shit like yeah that? yeah I've dude seen was like that. yo you can't say that shit <laughs> You can't say it. My Kappa yeah, brothers, remember. you can't say that. I'm like, bro. I remember <laughs> that shit. Yeah, people were getting actually mad about that. That was funny. That was like a whole thing. It's like you can't use, you know, a fraternity's yeah. name in vain. Yeah, but you like, know. It's, it's cool that they feel that sort of brotherhood and allegiance. I don't like the, the, the dancing. The dancing b puts really? me off. Like, like synchronized. Stepping? Yeah, the synchronized dancing is weird to me. <laughs> Whenever I see men synchronized dancing, it's, it's a little strange to me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's always it puts me off a little bit i don't know <laughs> all right let's start this podcast i want to ask you the first question i want to ask you is how do you feel the reception of the album has gone so far this is going to be your clear out space your iso moment how do you feel about how people have reacted to your album so far um i i mean honestly the reception is a lot I don't. I won't mm. say the positive reception is surprising because I make very good fucking music. Yeah, that's right. But the amount of positive fucking reception that I'm receiving is fucking. Ah, oh, interesting. It's only been a week, and it's like Paste Magazine, OK Play. Yeah. You know, top five rate your music. Mm. Blowing up on the speak Reddit, on it on the subreddit servers, like shit like that. That's right. It's been mainly positive. Shout outs from artists that I love and shit. Mm. Um. It's fucking crazy. Um, you know, you got your typical like contrarians. And that's what I want to hear about. You know, mm -hmm. it's nice. All the good shit is nice and all, but that shit doesn't, you know what I mean? That doesn't equal ratings. I need to hear the negativity. What Bro, the fuck are people saying that bother you? Uh first things first, <laughs> the mixing. 
They just, uh, I've heard a couple complaints. What are they about saying? The mixing. Are they saying, being even specific at all, or just saying the mix is bad? A, a couple of people have said that the vocals in the beat kind of like dip and dive. You can't. It's supposed to be you're supposed to hear the vocals at all times, but it dips and dives. I was like, okay, that's an understandable. You okay. Know. Um, but some niggas are just outright saying, you know, oh, the mix is bad. Yeah. That meme that you posted That meme that you posted with the fucking emoji With the glasses yeah, ooh, like, like Oh this mixing. is good music but the mixing no. Ooh that ooh, mix <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse bro Nothing worse yeah. They just heard music you critics say weird. that shit It's so them. fucking weird because yeah. If you look at hip hop historically And probably music historically yeah. A lot of the greatest albums of all time Don't really have a great mix mm. Honestly That's interesting So it's so weird that people try to you know, I mean, it's great to have a good mix and all, but to make it your do or die for whether a song is good or not, mm. it's kind of elitist. Yeah, that's like, that's the thing that, yeah, that's, I mean, that is very elitist. That's like the, the, the absolute, yeah, because yeah. it's like, that's what's preventing you from listening to a song. Yeah. Like everything else could be good, but it's just the mixing is a little off. That's weird to me because mm-hmm. it's like, that lets me know, honestly, I mean, that just lets me know whenever I hear somebody talk about how the mix is bad. I kind of already know who their favorite artist is going to be. Fucking Don Tolliver, Travis Scott. <laughs> it's like the Mike Deans of the world. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Where, like, that's, you know, or, yeah, yeah that like, that that's what that lets me know. Like, they like that specific type of music. Because also, mixing can be so varied. Yeah. Like, I don't understand this idea of mixing is good or bad because mixing can be so different yeah. from engineer to engineer. Um, Fucking he, Zen. Zen. Shout out Zen. Yeah. Dash. He's on the album. He, the album. Uh, he was like, a lot of people. You know, a mix, a bad mix is only well received when you say it's on purpose. Mm. I was like, yeah, that's, I, I feel like that's, that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just gotta say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like. I remember like, when fucking Igor came out. The title yeah, of the right. It was like, oh, the mix, oh, the mix. And then Fantano came and was like, did you guys ever consider he did this on purpose? Yeah, now right. Everybody loves the fucking album. <laughs> I don't understand that because, uh, yeah, that, you know, that's a, that's a good point because, like, I remember that review, that Igor review. He was talking about just the idea that, like, let's. He compared it to Cherry Bomb. He said the mixing in Cherry Bomb was bad, and the mixing on Igor was bad on purpose. He he differentiated it like Cherry Bomb. Tyler didn't know what the fuck he was doing with the mix. In Igor, he understood mixing enough to know what how to make it bad. Mm-hmm. And I kind of understand that conceptually, but if you're listening to an album. And the mixing sounds the same. It's only the context that makes you like it or not then, right? That, because it, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. There's so like, then, um, yeah, it's a, a weird mental thing. Fucking, like, um, LP, JPEG Mafia. There's a yeah. song on there. I forgot which one it is. But the bass is so fucking booming. Mm. And it's like vocals distort with the bass and they like quiver over each other. Yeah. And like niggas love that shit. And I'm like, what's keeping y'all from being like, ooh, the mix is bad with this shit? Because yeah. it was on purpose. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's such a nitpicky thing. So I'm it, not it's even... the most nitpicky thing. If that, yeah. a, a bad, I mean, that's actually, that's a good way to look at it. If the worst critique that you've gotten so far is that the mixing is bad, that's yeah. the most nitpicky thing you that's can true. do about music. That's true. For sure. So technically, that's nobody's just, actually talking about the music. Yeah, the nobody's music actually saying like, good. "Oh, the yeah. rapping is so." Like nobody's saying anything about the rapping or the production yeah. or sequencing. Like none of that, which actually is what makes this album great, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, let's get into the actual. What the fuck? Let's get into the actual. Somebody childish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem, bro. You know what I was thinking about? What's worse, having a kid or having a dog? 
because they're not allowing me to have a dog in this apartment, but then you can have fucking little kids kids. running around and yelling all day. Because kids can grow up and you can train them to be more docile than dogs, I guess. That, I mean, well, I don't well, know if that's true. I mean, kids are, I'm, well, you can't just tell people you're not allowed to have kids. <laughs> they should. <laughs> There's a lot of people that shouldn't have kids. That's that's a good point. Imagine that's they say that shit. in the apartment. It's like, no right, dogs, no, no kids. No kids. <laughs> kind of yeah, that's shit hilarious. Is this? <laughs> yeah. that, that would be wild, but it's like, that's I funny. see it the other way where like, let me have my dog. You know what I mean? Right. If kids can be yelling all day, you can take a handle. You can handle a couple of fucking barks. Although, I don't think that would, because there's a lot of people that don't want kids. I wouldn't be surprised at the idea of a no kids apartment complex type thing. Uh, yeah, I, that I, would. I don't, I'm, that doesn't seem like a bad idea. No. On the surface, but probably when I think about it. I'll probably yeah, like probably it. like, yeah, because it's, it's kids. You know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I remember talking to my dad about it, like complaining, like those fucking kids always making a noise. He's like, well, I mean, the way I see it, I think it's kind of sweet that there's kids, you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're being youthful and it's like, oh, yeah. fuck. Why did you have to show me the other right. point of view on this? <laughs> I was so cemented in my idea of hating these kids. Why and so I'm like, humanistic with yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking All right, let's get into the actual, let's get into the actual album. Now I want to ask a question about this, the album. And... One thing that's interesting about okay, this no, album, especially with the oh, intro, Lord, what is happening in there? Um, White their way. this is apparently, you know, one thing that we've talked about, about this intro. A lot of people just took this intro as just being just, you know, random noises coming in and out. Yes. But you actually meant it to have an actual like yeah, story. It's, a, uh, it's a, like a little narrative, little anecdote thing. Yeah. All it's, right. Um, so. I forgot how it fucking goes, but it's essentially like, you know, I mean, a couple of people caught it. Um, okay, few cool. Caught it. Uh, the if you look at the R Y R R Y M reviews, the front page, the review that's mm-hmm. a part of my joint on the front page. Cool, cool. He actually says, you know, he mentions how the intro is kind of like a commentary. Um, mm. and you know, if you listen and shit like that and read the lyrics <laughs> and shit yeah. like that. So what's what's the gist of of what it's saying? It's kind of just like saying, you know, uh. Here's America. It's mm. a lot of white supremacist groups. It's a lot of fucked up shit. There's right. a war on black people. Yes. You know, we got to get the fuck out of here, but they won't let us get the fuck out of here mm. because they, you know, profit off of us, slave right. labor, so on and so forth. Um, so you got to arm yourselves. And, ah. You know, if you lose it, if you're not ready to arm yourself, if you're not prepared, you know, it's yeah. game over. You know what it I mean? It is game over. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, and then you got the whatever the end quote is i forgot what it was but <laughs> yeah whatever yeah. i mean but i, I understand the point it's just yeah. you're, you're it almost sounds like you're it's like the thesis statement of the album in a yeah, way right essentially okay that's pretty cool and that's how you start the album and then we get into premiere i was gonna play the music but here's the thing this is why i wanted the dj app to work because i wanted that shit you know to be able to put the volume down and shit but <laughs> it's like i can't do it in a smooth way yeah <laughs> not with the fucking <laughs> itunes player because because if i play the music i would want it to slowly fade out Okay. I can't do that shit. I would okay. just stop it and it'll sound weird. Yeah. I'll just do that shit in post, I guess. So <laughs> free mirror. Just assume you're listening to the song, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> just assume the song is playing, free mirror is playing. Um but not just free mirror, but I would say the first five songs. Mm-hmm. From what I could say, I remember from listening to the album in full for the first time when when you showed it to me. Like I just remembered like, okay, this first part is just like non-stop energy just like yeah. energetic rap which yeah. is kind of what you've been 
that's how kind of people know you at this point from a lot of the tracks that you put out, especially yeah, yeah, like Bolshevik. Yeah. Like people's favorite tracks, like fuck, fuck the Nordic model and shit like that, where you're like, yeah. you know what I mean? With the crazy flows and this crazy shit, energy. Yeah. So was that on purpose then to start off the album with yeah, that energy? I just feel like to start off, I haven't built enough of a fan base, a personality thing to where enough people give a fuck to sit with me. You know what I mean? And yeah. be patient for the hard-hitting shit or for the shit that they're waiting for. And I knew that a lot of new people were going to be coming to this album and coming into it like, who is this dude? So it would have been nice to start off like with a with a bam-type joint. Yeah, so, and I think that's very yeah. smart. I remember because some of these songs that was on the studio when you were making it, and they were hard, but then when you told me they were literally all going to be like back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, like I was like, oh, shit, that's a crazy... Because that's like... Yeah. Talk about just a first impression. I understand what yeah, you're saying. Honestly, if if it's you start, it's, if your yeah. third track is a Jersey Club rap song, you're gonna get people's attention. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so that's what this ski mask came for COVID, and then Patrice Colors. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. Can you pronounce it? How do you pronounce that name? I, I say Colors. Colors. Patrice <laughs> Colors stole my, stole my lunch money. I was gonna. Say, what do you think about this? Since you're the artist, mm-hmm. do you want me to ask you questions about these titles, or do you want people to find them out on their own? You can ask. Okay, because cause I was thinking, because I feel like that, that would be I, obvious I, I questions. Mean, it's kind of like, you know, I kind of do that to draw attention to shit, and I want people to know things. I want mm. people to Google things. So yeah, like Patrice Colors. It, it's kind of just like pointless. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, so that's why I didn't really want to ask you that, you know, because that's the most obvious. I feel like a very amateurish interviewer, <laughs> that would be the only questions they ask. <laughs> Track four, who is Patrice Colors? Like, that would be the right. questions that they yeah. ask. Um, but I'm not about, you know what I mean? I'm not an amateur, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, then we get into, so free mirror is like probably, probably the most energetic song on the whole album is, I mean, especially with that, with what, you know, with the, with the beat, yeah, like almost a drill beat. We talked about it, how a lot of these beats are almost like, could be very close to drill beats, Yeah, which, um, I'm waiting for that, you know, guys give and 22 G's collab. I gotta hear it. Oh shit! Um, Sniper gang collab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that would be funny. A communist twenty two G song. That would be wild. That would be a wild thing to hear. Um, but yeah, free mirror. Then ski masking for COVID. The Jersey Club, you know, song. And then Patrice Colors sold my lunch money, which is the beat switch. There's like what two songs with a beat switch on this? Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the other one in a second. But that that's all still like very much like. Very energetic rap. Mm-hmm. Same with Pulchritudinous. Yeah. Okay. With Sendash, who I think, I, I think obviously he, when I first heard his verse, I'm like, this motherfucker just sounds like he's been rapping for like yeah. a decade plus. <laughs> like you can just tell when somebody knows how to fucking rap. Yeah, he sees because it's so comfortable. Yeah. You can hear that confidence and yeah. that comfortability. Yeah. And you hear with his rap, it's Definitely. like. You know what I mean? Like that Very above reliable. anything. Very reliable. Like, super, yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. hear niggas like, you know, Jadakiss, Ludacris. Yeah. These niggas, you always know you can get a good verse. Yeah. Out of. They, they've been doing it for long enough yeah. that that's, the, they, their, their, their uh, bottom is that. Yeah. Zenith Just Zenith like Zenith very Zenith. good is their yeah. bottom. Uh, that I love that verse. It's great that that was the only verse because I think it definitely put a spotlight on them yeah. and also just showed, you know what I mean? You got to have a good verse to be in a guy's album. Yeah. That's what that's what that showed me. Mm-hmm. Um, Took out his verse because that nigga was right. Like, bro, I, 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 I don't lie. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, and you know, and I told you when I first heard the first bars on uh, Poker Turinus, like Savior mm-hmm. in My City, 
what was the other line? Death by the millions. Death by the billions. Backwash. Millions, Post like my, uh, shout out backwash. Yeah, and backwash. then she posted your album, album. Your, yeah. your album again. <laughs> I was thinking, like, can you imagine being backwash and just hearing that and just like, oh shit, okay, <laughs> like, nice. like, yeah, like, imagine if somebody made an album like shouting right. you out, like it was <laughs> like, oh funny. shit, and then the song's good, right? That would just be great. And then CRB, I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about because you made this a single? Yeah, that kind of just that was just a a rushed decision. <laughs> I just needed something to throw yeah. out because remember we were supposed to do the music video and it just right, right. schedule conflict. Yes. So I was like, I'm just gonna throw out this lyric video. So okay, yeah. <laughs> so in hindsight, based on people's reactions to this album or songs that people aren't talking about enough or whatever, which do you think should have been the single? And not, and I don't want you to answer the one that was gonna be the single the, with the video before. Uh, Besides that one, what should have been a single? I don't mean. I mean, I, <laughs> you know your songs, bro. Premieres, Skate Mask, Book of Honestly, I'm kind of glad CRB was the single. Interesting, okay. Because I feel like it it unset expectations. You know what I mean? Interesting. What do you mean by that? It it, it made people think, okay, what the fuck is this album going to be then? Ah, uh, Because it's, right. it's completely different from, if I would have done something like Patrice Collars or fucking um, Ski Mask, and it was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be like Black Bolshevik. You know what I mean? Ah, right. With CRB, it's like, all right, this is not... You know, really almost like, like a traditional rap song shit. in a way. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. point. It's that's like the, a more accessible. CRB is more like the Kanye influence that a lot of reviewers are saying. Mm, uh, interesting. Okay. Like the Kanye shit that they're so, saying. So. so you still feel like that was a good decision to make yeah. CRB? I think. I, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think so too. I think it's well. a very solid song. Honestly, and, I had a homie tell me. Um, Malik told me. Um, he does the outro on Rayman Legends. Oh, okay. Um, it's like. Um, CRB had me worried. <laughs> He's like, I, I thought the whole album was going to sound like that. It shouldn't have been the single. I was mm. like, so I'm kind of glad if it's reactions like that, then yeah. that means nobody that's knows a good what point. to expect. Yeah. And that's, I can come yeah. out, boom, surprised. You know, that is, that is a, a great point. In retrospect. Yeah, I think so too. I think, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I was going to say something else, but I forgot. And then we move on to Rayman Legends, which I think is probably the first big departure from the kind of music that people have, were expecting from you. Yeah. Um, why did you decide to make this kind of song? Um, I just like, so me and Santos, over the summer after Black Bolshevik came out, we were supposed to do a little EP or whatever. Hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know. Something about Black Bolshevik, and I just had this gut feeling like, bro, I really need to do one more album. Like, I just hmm. need to sit and do one more album. So can we okay. put this joint on pause, you know, and you just let me... My gut was right. There Always you go. go with your gut. Yeah, trust your gut. Because Black Bolshevik fucking blew up after the summer. So, um, so it was right summer, for you to stand. Yeah. Stand, so, yeah. And then I did that one more album, and now here we are. Um, so, you know, I just had beats left over. So I was okay. just like, let me use this. Like, but also the subject matter of the song, too. Yeah, though. I mean, it's just a romantic-sounding-ass song. Is so. this your first romantic song? No, nah, not What do you say? Is not? You've made, like, romantic not, songs before? Maybe romantic song in the sense of doesn't I don't rap about the trauma of it. You know mm, what I mean? Right, right. It's a, it's a well-celebrated... But there's lines before where I've, I've, had, I've had lines in my songs before where I celebrate love. Okay. You know what I mean? But that's what I mean. I feel like this whole song is just a very focused it, it's a concept song. Yeah. You know, it's a very yeah. it's, it's a story. very straightforward yeah. you're telling a story about it's like a love story. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know if people would have predicted that for this album. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a concept boo. Like, and you know, I thought you were I'll gonna be say my, I'm a lover man. A I thought lover you were too. gonna say like, that. I'm a romantic ass nigga. I like romances and shit. You know um, what I mean? Yeah. I, like I like in it. the mood for love, shit like that. Like I like that shit. Like 
niggas be trying. I mean, I, I don't really think it's something that's really hidden. I think ever since the nineties, mm. uh, you know, well, I, right, Rule, Method Man, Pop, of course, all of them. It's not know. like something new, but it is new for you, and that's yeah. why I was wondering like the idea. True. But but it kind of just stemmed from like just another beat that you wanted to use. Yeah, which and you, then, know, you know, it's fair. Like lyrically, it's like it's just like different. Like it's not an actual story. Like it's like fictional. But of course, yeah. I'm pulling from different dates that I've yeah, been on of course, like of that. course. You know yeah. that that's that, that was just a very pleasant song for me. It was just like, oh, okay, it's good to see. It shows the versatility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. something that you did a lot in this album, and I yeah. think that's why a lot of people are like. I remember telling you, like, I feel, I feel like people weren't really ready for how good this album was going to be because this is like such a album album. Yeah. And I don't know if people have been telling you that with this album. Yeah, they've but it, but it feels like such a good just an album. Um, and then we go on to Trigger Discipline Interlude, straight into Face Off, which... Song of the Year. <laughs> yeah, speak on it, speak on it. You want to know what's so funny? I remember, because I was there for when you made this song in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I remember you telling us that there was a story to this song. Mm -hmm. But I don't listen to lyrics, really. <laughs> so I kind of knew that, but yeah. I, I was so caught up on the beat <laughs> and your flow on it. that I was yeah. just like, okay, sure, there's a story and there's mm -hmm. a twist at the end. Yeah. But it's like, I wasn't really paying attention to that. It was only like after the album came out and I'm like actually paying attention to the songs. I'm like, oh shit, this is like an actual, this is a fucking M. Night Shyamalan song, basically. <laughs> like that, that fucking twist is oh, crazy. Shit. That's funny. M. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just funny to think of, which I think that's what makes you unique as an artist. I feel like you are able to combine content and like good music mm -hmm. together in mm -hmm. a way, if that makes sense. Definitely. Like, there's no reason why a song with this subject matter, you know, shouldn't have a beat as hard as this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no reason why they both can't coexist. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people are responding positively to it. I yeah. would agree. This is a, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I mean, because, like, I made the song, I made the beat or whatever. And it's just, like, it stuck out to me. I mean, it's like Stranger in my house. I'm like, yeah. Well, shit. I, I gotta do something with this. Oh, but when you, you first heard, I mean? yeah. yeah, I was like, I gotta use it. You know what I mean? So, I as I'm writing and I'm writing, you know, at first it was just gonna be like a typical like robbery. Mm, okay. You know, home right, right. Type, makes you know? sense. Makes sense. But then I got to that part where it's like, could it be that the stranger is me? Mm, that part, and, and I was like, I could do something. Wheels with this. turning. Then yeah. yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make me the invader. You know what I mean? Or the yeah. character, the narrator, the invader. You know. Um, and make it kind of like a meditation on uh, 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 distancing yourself from who you were and who you are now yeah. and, and reaping what you sow and so on and so forth. Shit yeah. Like that. And you want to know what's so crazy, especially talking about that. This is kind of just, you know, I, like if I really think about it, because I was listening to the reason I'm about to say this. I was listening to this interview with Barry Jenkins. Okay. Because he recently did that show, The Underground the Underground Railroad, oh. which nobody watched because nobody wants to see that those kind of yeah, images anymore. Kind of shit, yeah. And he, I, in, in the interview, he was talking about it. I was like, man, I, I'm so, I'm, 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 I'm mad that people didn't give it a chance because, first of all, I haven't seen it, but based on how anybody who's seen it talks about it, it's like they say it's just undoubtedly a masterpiece. It's like really? almost like a 10 hour movie or like, because really? the episode is 10, it, the show's 10 episodes. It's a limited series. Yeah. And it's like, one episode could be 20 minutes and next could be like two hours. Okay. So it's one of those where like, depending yeah. on what the story is and yeah. the way, and you know, Barry Jenkins might, he's very close to that genius status. Yeah, if, if he's not already there, Definitely. um, he was talking about just, you know, 
his journey in making the show with such strong images. And there was a point where they talk about how right now we understand the psychological effects of all this trauma that, you know, black people have gone through. But it's just crazy to imagine how back then, like especially in the Underground Railroad times, people were really just in a trance. Really? There was a, they were in survivor mode. Yeah, they were they were they, they were not really there. Really, they were just yeah. like trying to escape whatever the trauma is. Okay, it's almost like a shock. And I think when you're saying like there's a, there's a stranger in my yeah. house, there's a stranger. In my when house. you're succumbed with so much trauma, you almost stop actually living. Yeah, and you're just like behind a shell. Exactly, and the shell is just exactly. trying to survive. Right it's with all the trauma, that's you know what I mean. To, uh, connect the dots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that's that makes me in that that goes perfectly with the with the idea of this stranger in my house, because yeah. that's kind of what it is. Yeah. When there's so much yep. trauma in your life, you're not really living. You're not making your decisions. All you're trying to do is survive by yeah. any means. And that's essentially like the, it's character development. I like mm. to call it like whatever the reverse of development is, because he's not regression. It's regression. Yeah, he's character regression. Regret, re, re, regret, regressioning. Reg- yeah, regressing. Regressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> into um what he was. You know, yeah. it's obviously the, the post traumatic yeah. post trauma is coming back up. So right. It's exactly. like an episode. And me and my girl, me and Shar was talking about that, how a lot of people don't know what they have or what they are capable of until mm. they get into that situation. Yeah. They don't know that they have this mental state. They they can be an abusive person or an angry person, a violent person. Right. Or, a very sad person, you know, until they get hit with something and then it's like, boom, you know what I mean? They're completely different. Then person. it comes. Yeah, exactly. So then, yeah, then I'm they glad just they have been able to like cover that through. No, I think that's great. And there might beat that you can probably play in the club on. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like there's a reason why you can have that combination yeah. of things. Yeah. And it's so crazy because this kind of, you know, concept song, I'm so, I'm so glad you did a couple on this album because, you know, that's one thing I loved about Ragnarok. I would say at this point, your most underrated project, because mm-hmm. people, you know what I mean? Go back and listen to that shit. That shit is great. <laughs> like, I still go back to listen, you know, like, uh, to Crate, what, what is it? Uh, uh, crate Hackers? Crate Hackers. Which, yeah. at the time, I thought it was like, Hate Crackers Reverse. Yeah, it is. That's still yeah, funny. And I forget, the Shots. Shots. Like, there was a lot of songs that were concept yeah. heavy. I feel yeah. like you were experiment- experimenting yeah. a lot with concepts. I think is now fully playing out on this album, which is great. Which, there was a time in my life where I didn't think I was capable of that. Hmm. I thought it would have taken too much because writing a story is fucking hard. Of course. Yeah, but for sure. It's like every time I get to writing, it's just like it just comes out of me. Mm. That That's it's really like when cool. When I review it, when I look back at it and I make my little edits or some shit, I'm just like, yo, I'm really good at this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're watching the movies and shows to understand yeah, basic story structure too. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, whoever said that, you know, you don't get anything by watching movies and TV shows lied. Yeah. yeah it's not true. Fucking bugging. <laughs> All right. Then we get into After That, which is already a pretty personal song just with a hype beat. Wow. Or it's a pretty personal subject matter, pretty deep subject matter. Yeah. Then we go into Sir Douglas Mawson, which is absolutely your most personal song. The song Definitely. you were nervous to record in the studio. Mm-hmm. Vividly remember that. How do you mm-hmm. feel the reception has been to this song and... Just looking back. Um, I've, somebody said that they teared up to like that entire run from Douglas Moss into Shirk. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's exactly how it feels. It's a yeah. very powerful. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think, but they said that part when that when that when the uh, drums come back in. Yeah. And that whole part, I'm gonna handle it myself if my God, didn't, like that yeah. whole part like speaks to them. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's that's fucking fire. That's why you do I, it I for. Yeah. That's. I mean, I didn't. Not specifically, think, but yeah. People would feel it. I don't know what's with artists 
and feeling like, or at least me myself, and feeling like, um, a a wall, mm. you know? Yeah. Like what I'm saying or what I'm doing can't be connected with. Mm. I don't know. It's probably because I'm not used to it. Or it's you know probably also because it's not visceral, really. Like, when yeah. you're in that booth recording it, there's really no, like, person. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a very, yeah. like, isolated thing in a way. Yeah. So it's probably hard to imagine just, like, you know. And I think, it, you know what's so crazy? Just the idea of, like, you were low-key kind of nervous to record this song because it was so personal. I think that marks great art. When you're nervous about something, you're yeah. like, that's when you know there's like a real risk being taken. Yeah, true. And true. you know, it could go, it could go bad. It could be, you know what I mean, the big yeah. day by chance, or <laughs> <laughs> it could be Sir Douglas Mawson. You know what I mean? Like, my chance to rapper feature. I said it, not you. You know, there goes my chance to rapper interview. Um, but yeah, it's always it, it's in, it, that's always I, I hear so many artists talk about that, like. When you feel when you feel nervous, that's when you know you're onto something. Like yeah. there's something there, true, true. Um, and it manifested for you on Sir Douglas Mawson. And then, then we go to "Mimic Cry of the Settlers," which is I think is probably one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Mimicry. Uh, mimicry. Okay, yeah. I you know what I mean just I just saw Mimi and then it cry. Is what it is. It's not your first language. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll use that as the excuse. That's right. Um, I know speak. <laughs> English. <laughs> um, but this goes back to like a song as smooth as Raymond Legends. I don't know why I like these smoother tracks. Yeah. I think those were my favorite because kind of I, like the um knowledge J Diller type. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Like it, it I really enjoy that, especially just in general. I love tracks like that. I think it's cool that you did not just Raymond Legends, you know, in this style of rap. Um and you see a lot of artists doing it now, like you know, like Saba. You know, uh, other people. Uh, so you, yes, yeah, Mino. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Th- those kind of people that that yeah. thrive in there, like very smooth, yeah, like uh, rap instrumentals. Yeah. So I enjoyed that you at least went back to that sound at least one more time after yeah. Raymond Legends. John McCain, you got to bring the energy back. That's exactly what yeah. you did, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the second half of that song. That's I'm so glad a lot of people are pointing out that that's their favorite song yeah. because what the first half, the second, well, the first half is great, but the second half. The like energy of that. I don't know yeah. what the fuck that that beat reminds me of, but it reminds me of a, a, a beat or an or a song that from a, from a. It's like if an artist that comes to mind, but I can't quite picture it. Like hmm. which kind of rappers like rap over that kind of like almost very triumphant beat? Like I'm trying to think. Like it reminds me of yeah. somebody. I don't hmm. know who, but just how triumphant it feels. Before yeah. it gets down again, and yeah. then it gets triumphant again. Yeah. Uh, the sequencing on this album is great, by the way. Yeah, I've already told you that, but it, it's very good. <laughs> but yeah, that second half, man, like that beat. What? What? And that? And then it going from like hit me now, and then it starting like that. That shit yeah. is hype as fuck. Yeah. I don't know if it's you felt that in the listening party, but yeah. I feel like the energy definitely went like up really? when that part hurt. Like I felt it. Like, like as soon as I that knew, came in, I, I don't. If, when I look back at the foot, I told the kill. I was like, yo. They're gonna like this. Watch this, and then they fucking hits, and I see people reacting. Yeah, I I was I went yeah. crazy, bros. Like yeah. yeah, like that was a great. Just I don't know. You show that part of the song. I feel like to any rapper, and yeah. they're all be like, okay, yeah. I think that's one of those where like that's as that's such a fundamentally hip hop track to me. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, that's definitely what it's very um. 
70s block party. Yeah, man. Like everybody's there and you get that right drop and it's like boom and everybody's like, oh shit, that's that. Like I don't think there's any other genre that really does that. No, not like that. Definitely. That shit like just lift that that shit just gets you hype, it don't matter where you're at. And it's unexpected too. Like I definitely wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I was fucking so it was originally just gonna be the the first half of the song and it was gonna be three verses of that. Because I knew I wanted to do three verses. I wanted to make like a this is my last rapidy rap song before we get to the near end of the album type. Yeah. But um, fucking Pusha T album came out. Okay, like, maybe that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I was like, you know what? These beats are very funny. Let me see yeah. if I can. And I I didn't plan it for that album, but I just wanted to be like, let me see if I can see make some can kind of it. beats like these. Yeah. Something that you could hear push on, like or some shit like that. And yeah. it was just so fucking good. It, I was like, <laughs> you had I'll, to I'll include use that it. Fucking beat switch. Fucking. Yeah, you got to include yeah. it in the album. Yeah, I think. And I'm just glad I was able to do that because I was able to really show off lyrically. Yeah. On that joint, like, oh yeah, for niggas sure. love that. Uh, Killers tote guns was never down with the fence and rob your grave like you Smitty Werbin. Yeah, yeah, that was like that's niggas the one. Love that's that the shit. bar that people love. Like, how the <laughs> fuck? I mean, it's a crazy ass. Like, I, how the fuck do you fit that? Like. I was I was like low key not studying it, but I was like really analyzing how the fuck does this rhyme? <laughs> how many syllables does this motherfucker have to fit in the you previous bar for this fucking last name? You know what I mean? To to rhyme? That's crazy. Like I was really like it's fucking hilarious. It's almost like a magic trick. I'm like, how the fuck did he pull this trick. off? You can really do. I think people. It's a lot more that people can do that they think, but they don't consider it because it's so out there, and they're mm. afraid of being panned for the reception. Yeah. But I I don't know. I listen to so much shit that's out there. I've heard worse. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like, I mean, I yeah. come from that side that school of like Lil Wayne, Two Chains and shit. Where it's like you make a bar and either people think it's really fucking trash or it's <laughs> they really love fucking it. great. Or they just laugh their ass off. Yeah. yeah. So Those I'm are the best like, bars. I love that. And that yeah. actually side question before we continue with the album. How do you feel about people pointing out your sense of humor in your music? I fucking I'm so glad. I'm so glad people point uh, notice that because um, that's kind of what I pride myself on. Mm. My father kind of doubled down on that. He's like, you and your brother are like very fucking funny. Mm. He's like, we used to do this homework project where we had to take the vocabulary words we learned and make these little comics based off the vocabulary word that showed okay. the definition of the word. And he's like, the shit that y'all would draw is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, so that's cool. he's like, never lose that sense of humor. And I'm like, when you think about it, like humor really... If you in a group of people and you like you got a lot of niggas that could really fuck you up and take advantage of you, <laughs> but it just really fucks with you because yeah. you're funny as shit. Yeah. Or like that tweet where it's like nice two hundred forty five. Yeah. Bench yeah. press. She just yeah. let me hit because I'm funny. <laughs> like being funny can get you very far in yeah, life. Like it does. it's so fucking hilarious. So yeah. it's just like I'm glad I can incorporate that in my music and people are picking up on it. That it's cool that so, people are picking up yeah. on it because I feel like it's probably always been there, but it's yeah. like because people hear that you're you know a communist rapper whatever yeah. and they probably automatically think oh this guy's serious yeah they don't it's it's very i have a chance of being very soapbox mm. you know yeah exactly a lot of people can and get i, I didn't want to yeah. be like i want to be relatable mm-hmm. you know something which that draws people in yeah which benefits the cost even more yeah you know that spotify bio becomes truer every day <laughs> um okay then then we get now you know i mean now it gets serious again especially considering the entire camel interlude which yeah. Obviously is your grandparent your granddad's voice. Bro, it's so fucking funny. Hold on. Niggas is sitting here. You know how much of a nerd you gotta be to be like, great album, but I don't like the interlude. 
I'm like, what the fuck? It's an just interlude. skip it. Yeah, right. it's an interlude, bro. What the fuck are you talking but it's about? It's so funny. Like we were just talking about right before, like how niggas just do their damnedest to detach the real life shit from yeah. art. And they sit yeah. here and they say like, oh, you're an internet leftist. It's a meme rapper, you know, yeah. shit like that. And it's just like, you know, free merits. My cousin, he's on trial. You know, grandfather yeah. that just passed. He's on the interlude. Douglas Mawson talking about my childhood and you know shit like that and it's just like there's no way you can call me a fucking internet nigga and I'm talking real life shit on this yeah. album like that like y'all just really trying your damnness to discredit it is know, yeah they I'm are offering it's so fucking strange and weird it's disrespectful but you know people that's that's what that's what that's what comes it's yeah, a lot of people's you know and you could that's because those people don't understand real life yeah you know that's true they I'm they, a commodity. Yeah, yeah, you are. You yeah. really are. You know what I mean? Especially for you know for your age and how yeah. young you are. You really are. People live on the internet. People, yeah. you know, they go to the internet because you know the real life is fucking trash. <laughs> and they try to and they're fucking king shit on the internet using that one fucking Yeet Minions track as a meme. <laughs> and you know now they feel like they did shit. And meanwhile, you know they're getting kicked out of movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking losers. laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hilarious. like bro yeah i feel like one thing we gotta make clear is that if you're an internet person just stay on the internet yeah don't it's you're just yeah don't don't because you're gonna face real life consequences yeah. <laughs> people think it's just yeah i think people are getting confused yeah definitely. the lines they think the line very they think black the, mirror-esque <laughs> they think the lines are blurring they're not mm-hmm. real life is real life i've i've yeah. I've been seeing so many people say this idea of like the internet killed real life and that's not true at all. The you internet only the you only just thing can't personally detach yourself from it. Yeah, yeah, it's like the idea that the internet killed real life. It's like, mm-hmm. bro, you could go, just walk outside and sit in front of the fucking, mm-hmm. you know, just sit in front of, go to the park. And then again, I feel like a lot of these people are adults that there's not a lot of things for adults to do, especially impoverished adults. Yeah. It's not a lot of clubs and shit. That's true. They all cost money and shit. Yeah. So they don't even consider the fact that you can go to a basketball court right now and make a friend. It's, yeah, like, it's so much you could do. Yeah. And a lot of these folks don't know how to talk to people. They don't, you know, they're socially <laughs> no. anxious, so on and so forth. They don't know. And they, you know, take that out on everybody fucking else, you know. And it's just like, yeah, uh, losers. You know yeah, I mean? <laughs> the world gets, you know, yeah, the world, I feel like the world gets worse. Everything gets worse when the internet tries to get out, when people try to take out the internet out of the internet. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, like, that's, that's, a, that's something that people pointed out. There's two people that have brought this up. A lot of the critiques for Atlanta season three were the idea that Donald Glover was just making memes into the show, yeah. which kind of worked in the first two seasons, but at this well, point, I feel like the reason why they worked in the first two seasons is because it started to remain comedic. And he, what, what's that? What's that term that they use for comedians? Threading the laser, dodging the laser. Yeah, beam, la- laser like beam. That. Yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah. It was. It was to the point where you could take these Twitter conversations and portray them in a way that you're not taking a side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, and it becomes. It seems more like punch up comedy now because mm. it's just a, a commentary on it rather than a, a soapbox type. Yeah. Thing. And with season three, you get Liam Neeson and Chet Hanks. Yeah. It's like you're obviously picking a side now. Yeah, you <laughs> exactly. It's not. Yeah. When you got Liam Neeson, like saying he's sorry on yeah. your fucking show yeah. or based on something that was really an Internet thing. Like, yeah. that's just weird. And you want to know who agrees with me? Quinta Brunson. She has mm-hmm. specifically pointed out. She tweeted out or in an in, in an interview. She said. 
that she will never integrate any sort of meme from the internet into her show. Mm-hmm. Like that there's a difference between like what the fuck happens to the internet and just like art in general. Yeah. And when people try to bring the internet into art, it's just always going to go bad because mm-hmm. it doesn't work outside of the internet. Mm-hmm. Internet shit only works in the internet. the internet. You know what yeah. I mean? You dressing up in a suit and going to see minions with ye playing in the background it's, only it's works funny in TikTok. One K followers, but it's annoying as fuck. Yeah, to, to all the, the kids that watching, scan fifteen fucking tickets of idiots that want to fucking see the minions movie and throw bananas at the screen right. and it's real life people having to clean that <laughs> shit and making a mess and kids not being able to see their fucking movie. Keep the internet on the internet. That's that's my soapbox. Oh, Let's go shit. back to your album. Uh, <laughs> um, but okay, yeah, I got all that super shit out. Let's talk about. Yeah. But we were talking about the Tyra Camel interlude and people, mm-hmm. again, not separating content from real life. Yeah. And um, and I, I wasn't able to, because, you know, I should have actually, like, at least gone through the lyrics of the interlude. Because it's mm-hmm. a pretty long interlude. What yeah, What is what is your grandpa talking about? Um, So I called him on the first day of Ramadan, um, which was around the time that I started reverting. Um, So I called him. He picked up the phone. And he was just basically telling me how he was. And just talking, and um, he told me about his stint with COVID. He was in the ICU for it. Mm. And that's where the tie your camel, trust your God thing is like, you know, there's this phrase, tie your camel, trust your God. So I tie my camel, I make sure I maxed up. I make sure I get my shit done to make sure that I don't get sick anymore because what I went through wasn't great. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And then he starts, you know, going on, telling me about Ramadan, what Ramadan is about, so on and so forth. And I just thought, you know, this is, I mean, I'm putting my faith in my record. I might as well, you know, show it off. You know, yeah, get, get other people to to feel it as well. You know what I mean? I mean that's what you're supposed to do with the religion. You're supposed to but, spread yeah. it, share the love, share the messages. With yeah, it, so. which made that thing that comment that you got about putting the 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 quotes on the CD. Oh, yeah, that fucking idiot. that made it. That told me that I can't <laughs> put a Quran verse on a fucking on the CD because music isn't technically halal. I'm like, bro, whole time he was a fucking rapper. <laughs> I'm like, you niggas. The most halal around, thing of all. This shit's yeah. fucking um I don't know niggas is weird bro. Yeah, <laughs> I can see if I was sitting here like using a verse to like if you weren't so, like to like justify wealth hoarding or something right shit, like. or if you weren't even Muslim at all <laughs> yeah and you used it yeah. but you are that you you know what I mean again people not thinking that you actually are what you're putting out yeah. in your music because mm-hmm. it's kind of rare nowadays <laughs> but that that interlude goes into luminescence Pierce. Through their confinement. Yeah. What's that song about? Um, it's like the, it's essentially the title. Um, it's basically because uh, my grandfather was in prison for a good majority of. Oh life. wow. Okay. So um, it's like luminescence being religion, being whatever it is that you find that guides you towards. It's the light essentially. Okay. It appears through confinement, prison, depression, whatever the fuck. And the song is basically about you know, demons, shit like that, just fighting whatever trauma, or whatever. You got internalized and finding relief of it through uh, a family, religion, brotherhood, so on and so mm, forth. Interesting. So, yeah. So then that means then then it sounds like you kind of are giving a sort of solution to what a lot of people, you know, struggle with. Yeah. I mean, which is great because a lot of people always yeah. like to talk about the problems. Right. But yeah. I, feel, I feel like you saying, hey, focus on community, focus on the people yeah. you love. Yeah. I think that's a very real life, like a practical mm-hmm. thing you can tell. People listening. Yeah. It's a, you this know? isn't no rich dad, poor dad type bullshit. 48 laws <laughs> yeah. of power. Right. Motivational book type shit. This is like real life, you know, 
connect with your loved ones, you know, whether it be through religion, sports, whatever the fuck it is, because that's that's literally like that's what we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every other animal in the world, you know, um, they come out the womb. My older brother told me about this. There's every other animal in the world. They come out the womb and they know what the fuck to do. They know mm. to walk. They know to eat. They know to sleep. We're the only species in the world that looks around. For, they, we come out crying because we don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. We're the only species in the world that looks for fucking like aid and help and reliance, you know, in order to grow and become what we need to become. That's a good point. So it's like, why are we trying to detach that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. You're held into, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's like a real thing that I have heard this thing about like if if, if a kid, you know, is born and doesn't they get held for a while after they're born, like that could severely fuck you fuck up. Fuck up their mental. Yeah. That's Definitely. crazy. You know, mm-hmm. from your first moments of you being alive, mm-hmm. if you're not held, if you don't feel that connection, mm-hmm. you know, with your yeah. mom or whoever, then that's going to fuck you up forever, which is wild. And mm-hmm. so... That should let you know how important it is to connect with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you get into Shirk, the album closer, bring the energy back up. Fucking a stadium track if I've ever heard one. <laughs> This feels like the perfect like stadium <laughs> stadium song. Um, was that I'm the intention with it? At, I'm, I think I'm very good at intros and closers. That's very important. Like very cinematic. Because <laughs> yeah, think about it. That's yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. That's that's really what matters. Yeah. It's like because that's the thing people remember really. Yeah. Like yeah. how something starts and how, how something, something ends. ends. Like their yeah. first impression and last impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you you when you were making a song, you're specifically were thinking, okay, this has to be yeah. fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. This has to. I want the stadium. I want to be at Rolling Loud. That's that. So that's how you came into product. making a yeah. song. Yeah. Right. And I think I think it, it definitely works like that. And then especially with the synth outro. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was, in, that's fun. That's my favorite part of the whole Yeah. Album. I mean. That whole, that little, um, so that little talking is from Berserk. Okay. Um, the um, manga in the anime. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, you know, uh, the only sword against death is to struggle. You got to endure. You got to keep going, so on and so forth. I read that in the manga. I was like, yo, this nigga's spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's funny because uh, jihad, it means to struggle. So it's a struggle. So it's like, um, you know, you have to endure shit, keep pushing. Um, and then the whole culmination and shit. I don't know. It's just really beautiful. I really like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it definitely is definitely it definitely felt epic. Yeah. Which is kind of what you yeah. want an album closer yeah. to be. And what honestly, you know, elevates an album. Because yeah. I'm trying to think like, I want to see the past closers of your album. Because that, that has to be the most epic one out of all of them, right? I think Prison Riot. Is well, that one's back. actually no, no. You, But yeah, you're I right. I think the thing with Prison Riot is like it's it's not as uh, call and response, right? You know, it doesn't get everybody into it. It's more like a self-referential thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's interesting. Yeah, and then in Ragnarok, I feel like Jimmy Butler is almost kind of like a credits closing. Yeah, it's like a cathartic type. Generally. Yeah, it's almost like just a kind of just a calm like. Yeah. Just credits are rolling, you know what I mean? Like yeah. getting off this ride, you're about to yeah. get off the roller coaster, which again, it just shows how many different ways you can structure an album. Like you can yeah. end it on the fucking mm-hmm. most epic tone, or you could do like fucking Coffee Beam on Travis yeah. Scott's album, where like yeah. it's just very chill, just yeah. R&B ish type of song. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, and that's, uh, there will be no more Super Slave. <laughs> Damn, I was gonna say Super Soldier. I keep wanting to say Super Soldier, bro. Like you're fucking, Super like you're Soldier. Captain That's America crazy. or something. Um, 
All right, looking back on it in your album, how do you feel about your album, just um, in general? Very proud of that body of work. Okay. Um, I think all the effort and fucking money the album mm. cost so much money right. to make. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even. It's so funny because it's not yeah. even near what it cost a lot of other niggas to make that album. Like right. to them, it's probably pocket change how much it cost me. But, um, it's a big step up. Yeah, I think it was worth it. I think it was worth it all. Um. I really, I really love that everybody loves it, um, you know. And I, I, like I said, I can't wait for the next album. I'm ready. I was to gonna say that was gonna be my first, yeah. my next question for the people watching, because they need to know. Yeah. They have to know what's next for Guys Guevara. Um, t- it can be anything at this point. It could be a collab EP with somebody, a lot of other people. So many people asking me to do collab shit. Um, but I just, I don't want to oversaturate. You know mm. what I mean? I want to kind of let things sit and settle. Um, it could be that. It could be a mixtape, like a dedication, Lil Wayne type. Mm. Be, I don't know. That's it, my it personal it, preference. It, it, it depends. Gotta hear this motherfucker just rap. If I find rap. myself in album mode again, and I need something to hold people over until the album is finished, then maybe I'll do an EP mm. and a mixtape. That'll be cool. Um, so if, you said you're basically you're saying possibilities are endless now. Yeah, because so much is fucking changing. I don't want to mm. promise anything and then be like, oh, of course not. You, you can't yeah. make any, but but. You, you're, it sounds like you're feeling very inspired. Like, definitely. I'm ready to go. Definitely. I want to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a marathon. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still going. You know, this <laughs> doesn't mark anything. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm 20, I'm turning 22 in October. Like, yeah, I got crazy, so man. fucking you, much to yeah, fucking Yeah, you got like, a lot of time. Bro, I can be dropping album of the year contenders at 40. Like, I just yeah, got so because, much ahead of me. Bro, and this is why. You know, and I'll just end this, uh, you know, before we end this episode, I just got to say this. I feel like the thing that I really appreciate about this album is a lot of it feels just like something that you can that you can do. Mm-hmm. It's I don't think it's necessarily you straining yourself to make something that you weren't able to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. There's something about it that feels like you can replicate it. Yeah, that's true. And that's the most important thing for to build a fan base. Because mm-hmm. that way they, they know to expect at least something good every time. Yeah. Similar to what we're talking about with Zen, with Zen Dash. Yeah. With his verses. Like, you can yeah. expect to have good verses. I feel like with your albums, you've been doing albums like this or just projects for so long. You kind of know how to do it. Yeah. You have a good sense how to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't know exactly how you're going to, how it's going to turn out or what things you're going to experiment with. But, like, the process of making a project, you kind of, seems like you have it kind of down now. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, kind of. I don't know because I'm so like I'm so prepared for like going on tour, going mm. to Chicago and working with like McKinley or like right. You know, working with so many folks is just reaching out to me. It's like, yo, we got to do something. We got to link. We got to talk. And it's like I'm kind of nervous on how I'm gonna be able to balance that. Telling people, oh, this doesn't sound good. I don't want this on there. Without, you know, ruining okay. that relationship. But at the same time, staying true to myself. Yeah. Because it's going to be so much coming to me, so much new shit coming to me. And, you know, I, I could sit here and say I won't ever change ever. But, you know, as Face Off discusses, you know, you never know who you are until something happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know what episode can turn you into something else. You know, so it's just like, it's yeah. just so much. The so much happen. unknown, yeah. but you're just ready to jump straight into it. Yeah. Ready I to mean, jump into the that's, unknown. That's... The, the flesh we walk this earth in is a blessing, not a promise. As Jay Electronica says, I'm going to take full advantage of my blessing. 
whether it's good or bad. I'm not even going to trip on it. I'm just, I'm here. I'm going to make the most of it. So. All right. That's a perfect way to end this episode, guys. Thank you so much for doing this interview with me. This is great. I'm glad you broke down this album. I think it's going to benefit a lot of people to get an insight into how this album was made, what you were thinking heading into it. And I just hope to continue the the, the tradition. Every time you drop yeah, an album, you got to sure. come down here and fucking... Even if I got 200 million fucking followers, I'm going to come back to Eladio's fucking apartment. Clipping that... <laughs> Well, I hope by the time you're doing 200 million, <laughs> right, that I'm not still in this apartment, hopefully, but I'm clipping that part and I'm tweeting that shit at this motherfucker. If I text him to do the podcast and he don't respond, I'm tweeting at you. I mean, I'm tagging you. It's yeah. like, yo, remember this? And I'm going to play that clip. When, when I see millions of fans calling me a fake ass nigga, I'm going to be like, I'm yeah, be like I gotta wait. Do I'm it. like, oh shit, I completely yeah. forgot. I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I got to do it now. Yeah. Got to utilize the internet somehow. If all these fucking corny ass people could use the internet, I can too. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And the way that I'm going to end this episode, I'm just going to play my favorite Guys Guevara song. Uh, or actually, you choose. What's, what do you think is the best song to end this interview off? Out of this album. I want you to choose. Uh, Mimicry. All right. Yeah. We're going to end it with Mimicry of the Settlers, which I learned that's how you pronounce it. Now, Mimicry. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Peace. The FBA feel like the FBI With the way they tryna keep my folks away from the tribe I'm eponymous, the king of Opobo Pharaoh to the monopoly that interferes to muzzle El Lobo Autochthonous to heat like I'm supposed to Remish in self-defense for our land like we supposed to Branding the reprimand of our blood be the whole shit The snare and the kick Gotta be hard enough to break the hypnosis Transatlantic typhus, identity crisis Diaspora warfare, kill without a license Kill without the effort, ten hut, yes sir I disassociate to avoid all the gestures, the mean mugs, best slurs, tongue click dancers, mimicry of the settlers, acculturation actively taking action, it accentuates the dissonance, imprison my solicitors, imperials are imminent, don't wanna meet the fate of my affiliates, nah. Like them will be a scary movie America shall suffer for the funding of the movies That initiated genocide on Hutu and the Tutsi NATO interferences, liberating Libya Living up to expectations of serial murderers Israelis protesting Russia on graves of Palestinians Red and white, blue, coupe on the Argentinians Wayans on Chileans, throwing the land on Bronco Belgium sure to for the sins committed on Congo Viva Fidel Castro, no that ain't a typo Government officials hoping that I let the mic go Red tide won't calm till it hits Africa do my dance when France gets hit with a couple bombs 1985, they couldn't leave us alone 11 dead, when the feds set fire to our home